Hi there, thank you for downloading this podcast. My name is Junan Sunido and I'm podcasting from Cubao, Quezon City, Philippines and you're listening to Radio Free Harvard Cubao. Today is the 12th of June 2006 and today is also a national, national holiday or legal holiday in the Philippines because it's Independence Day. Uh, 108 years ago, the first Filipino leader, Emilio Aguinaldo, declared independence from Spain. This was on June 12, 1898, in Cavite. Cavite. It was the first time that he unfurled the. It was the first time that the Philippine flag was unfurled, and Aguinaldo declared independence from Spain. Unfortunately for Aguinaldo and the revolutionaries. The United States did not plan to give independence to the Philippines. And it just so happened that uh, Aguinaldo came back with the U.S. forces, and uh, they were engaged in the uh, what was to be known as the Spanish-American War, where the Americans uh, soundly defeated the Spanish fleet in Manila Bay, which was composed of a lot of old wooden ships. After the um, after the uh, Spanish-American War, and after they signed the Treaty of Paris, the U.S. gained three colonies, or three the three former colonies of Spain, which was Cuba, Puerto Rico, and the Philippines. And um, the instead of giving independence to the Philippines, the Americans uh, decided to educate the Filipinos and uh, place the Philippines under U.S. colonial rule or what was termed then as benevolent assimilation. The, Mar- the Americans uh, started the education of Filipinos with the first boat which came in which was the, the Thomas and on that boat were a lot of teachers uh, who were eventually called Thomasites and they were the first uh, Americans I guess who taught the Filipinos how to speak English and basically three R's and even before this the Americans had already been sending in troops to the Philippines to uh, pacify well, first to fight, fight the Spaniards and to pacify the region and unfortunately along with the, the armed forces and the teachers there were also a number of uh, Americans who came from Tammany Hall bringing along with them uh, the Tammany Hall Band of Politics. And, um, well, needless to say, Aguinaldo uh, and the revolutionaries did not quickly, uh, did not quickly uh, accept the benevolent assimilation. And for years, and for years, the, the Americans and the Filipinos were engaged in what was to be known as the Philippine-American War. And um, uh, it was a, quite a bloody war. In some historians actually call it the First Vietnam. And it only partially subsided when Aguinaldo was captured in Palanan. Well, actually was um, betrayed and captured in Palanan and was forced to um, recognize the new colonial power. Now aside from Aguinaldo there were other revolutionaries who were opposed to the US rule. Some of them like Mabini 
uh, were sent to Guam. Others like uh, General Ricarte and also General Malvar and a host of others continued the fight uh, well into the uh, well into the uh, World War Two, well well into the time when there was World War Two. So actually had actually had um, General Ricarte come in during World War Two, an old revolutionary uh, come into the Philippines, hoping to liberate it with the aid of the Japanese. Unfortunately for him, at this, this time the educations of the Americans paid off, because most, if not the majority of the Filipinos were used to the American way of life to the chagrin of the Japanese Imperial Army uh, the other compatriots of uh, Ricarte were not so lucky uh, major majority of them who did not surrender or who did not enter the fold of the US colonial rule were branded as um, as bandits and were executed as such. Anyway, during this time, um, uh, the Philippines was uh, the Philippines. The Filipinos were slowly educated by the Americans, and uh, they were slowly being brought up to have a American form of democracy or American form of democracy. In fact, uh, just before the war. The Philippines entered what was ca called the Philippine Commonwealth, and it had it had at its uh, its first president Manuel L. Quezon, also a former revolutionary, who during the election for the presidency fought General Aguinaldo, who lost, of course, and it was said that um, there was some enmity between them because of the election. And in one of the stories, it was said that um, the allies of Quezon uh, paraded the coffins of coffins or supposed coffins or you know makeshift coffins or symbolic coffins of Andres Bonifacio and General Ant Antonio Luna, whose death, if uh, was blamed on Aguinaldo, and in some cases, Aguinaldo was. Uh, was tagged as the culprit uh, behind the assassination or deaths of uh, these two Filipino revolutionaries. Anyway, uh, Quezon and Aguinaldo eventually reconciled and Aguinaldo was present when Quezon declared June 12 initially as Flag Day and Aguinaldo survived um, even after World War II, and he was present. Uh, unfortunately for Quezon, he died in the U.S. Uh, he died in the U.S. Uh, with uh, tuberculosis. Yeah, with tuberculosis. He died because of tuberculosis, and he he was not able to see the culmination or the graduation of the Philippines from a commonwealth to a true republic. This was seen by his vice president, Ala, an ally and former rival, Osmeña, when the Americans uh, declared or gave the Philippines full independence, which was July 4. On that day, 
General Emilio Aguinaldo was still present. He was still alive. And he was present during this ceremony. And he brought with him the original flag that was flown on June 12, 1898. Hmm. Yes. And now, let's see. Um, ever since then and ever since... Um, Let's see, President, uh, the father of uh, GMA, President Justato Macapagal, uh, changed the date of the National Independence Day from July 4 to June 12. Ever since then, uh, we have been celebrating the Independence Day on June 12. Uh, it's really, well, you know, as all things in history, it's really very contentious when the when is when the supposed declaration of independence of the Philippines was. Some people say it's June 12 because Aguinaldo declared independence from Spain. Others would be would be inclined to say July 4. Um, but majority, I, I think majority of Filipinos would prefer June 12. Anyway, so it's a it's a legal holiday. And uh, what do we do here in Manila during those days? Well. Basically, you have the flag raising ceremonies of different parts of Manila or different parts of the Philippines, notably one at Rizal Park or Bagumbayan or what was formerly known as Bagumbayan Field, and this is usually led by the president. Simultaneously, the flag, the Philippine flag, is also raised at the first place where the flag was raised, which was in Kawit Cavite at the house of General Emilio Aguinaldo. And also, uh, lately they've been also been raising the flag in other uh, national sites, uh, sites of national importance like in Balintawak, near Bonifacio Shrine. Um, and these are usually, the flag ceremonies are usually um, led by the different leaders or the different leaders of the different branches of government. Aside from that, uh, there usually is a parade at the Carino Grandstand. In Marcos's time, they used to parade tanks and his uh, um, and his and, and the armed forces there. Uh, but as of late, even, um, even during Cory Aquino's time and during Ramos's time, uh, the parade also began to include uh, the different departments of the government. So you had the Along with the army, you had the Department of Finance, the Department of Foreign Affairs leading, uh, being part of the parade. I'm not quite sure if they had a parade now, maybe a brief parade. And it's usually at the Carino Grandstand. And oftentimes, it all the, uh, you'd also have some concerts at the Paco Park and Rizal Park for free. This is to commemorate, well, again, Independence Day, and sometimes you had special screenings. I'm not quite sure if the, they have it now. Uh, but the odd thing nowadays is that um, some of the security guards around the buildings in Metro Manila have actually adopted a sort of a nationalistic uniform. Some of them sport uh, what it's called, uh, something Katipunero would wear uh, when they were there. And if you go to Chendisitas, most of the security guards, instead of the truncheons, would actually have bolos nowadays, which is actually more frightening in a sense. And if you go to Intramuros, 
Well, actually, if you go to Itapura, you see that throughout the year, most of the security guards there are actually wearing radial uniforms. This was the white with blue stripes or blue with white stripes uniform worn by the uh, Filipino Philippine Revolutionary Army of Aguinaldo. Hmm. And also, uh, a lot of the Filipino B flags will be displayed this day. Unfortunately, a number of flags are also displayed, um, should I say, erroneously or haphazardly or uh, displayed without respect. So it doesn't, it actually makes things a little worse. And usually it's a holiday, so if it's a holiday, it's vacation. And uh, since this 2000, it's 2006, it falls on a Monday. It provides a chance for most Filipinos to, to enjoy a long weekend or spend the additional day in a mall. For regular employees like myself, uh, it's a chance to get holiday pay. It's basically times two for the day and 30% more the hour rate after spending more than eight hours at work. And aside from the, well, let's see. So, we have that. And some people opt to just stay at home and watch the events unfold on TV and cable. Some prefer to go shopping because in these days you can actually get some discounts or some items. Not big discounts, but you know, discount nonetheless. And it helps with the, well, it helps you save money. What else? Um, since it's June, it's also the beginning of classes. It's also some of the people. Some of the people I know actually take time to prepare themselves or prepare their sons and daughters for the opening of classes, uh, which actually means uh, more traffic along EDSA or along the thoroughfares of Metro Manila. So it's a it's a good day to just uh, chill out and and steal yourself, steal yourself before the opening of classes and of course um, since it's independence day you will not have a sh you will you will there will be no shortages of political statements both from the government and from the people against the government like for this year you had people rallying at the Liwasa Bonifacio basically um, tearing up cedulas, reenacting what Andres Bonifacio and the Katipuneros did uh, during the revolution when they tore up the cedulas as a sign that they were rebelling against Spain. This time around, you had people, uh, rallies, identified with the left and anti-government people who converged on Diwasang Bonifacio and um, and basically tore up these copies, I think copies or flyers of the Chacha or Charter Change movement. And that was the theme, uh, basically the theme of their rallies was that one, they were anti-Chacha. Well, not really anti-Chacha, they were against anti-Chacha. They were not, they were against Chacha for the moment because Gloria Royo was sponsoring it. And they seem, uh, and they feel that uh, this was a way of this was her way of sustaining her power. Two, they were also protesting for a series of killings that, uh, or killings or assassinations that happened the past few 
months and weeks and you know just to be frank uh, no one can really make head or tails of this assassinations it's uh, no concrete proof on who who did what or who did what to who it's still up there but it's it's good political um, it's good political fodder for the moment and okay and again anti Aurora people they've been massing and they've been going to Diwasan and it provides them from our opportunity to be for have to have their voices heard incidentally in the um, past few days there have been also an increase in bombings uh, uh, in places in outside of Metro Manila and within Metro Manila within Metro Manila they usually target empty or abandoned offices of the policemen and the people who claim this um, go by the name of uh, these people you see uh, the name of these people let's see what's the name uh, okay I'm not quite sure if I can remember the name of this group it's a shadowy group that uh, claims these bombings right now I think they call themselves Kawal at Bayan signifying that they're part of the maybe part of armed forces and party because um, you know, some of the people are with them or maybe you know who knows but they also claim that they're doing this in retaliation of the abuses of the government and uh, so far no no fatalities except for that I'm not quite sure if they even did that one there was also a series of bombings in the province of Batangas first they bombed the the uh, this is one of the cars of the governor and the next they exploded a bomb in one of the town plazas hiding it behind a basket with um, chicken on top can you imagine that hmm. okay so so basically that was what happened in Manila today it was Independence Day and uh, there were some ceremonies in the morning and you had some I guess free concerts I'm not quite sure really not if there was any free concerts and people were just uh, relaxing if they didn't have any jobs today or any work today for people who, who did work they earned some little extra cash and you had also people you know, making political statements as usual so what's new? Pro and for against the government. Pro and for and yeah, yeah, pro and for and against the government. Well, anyway, that's that. And um, thank you for listening. And I hope you have a nice day. And this is uh, Junit Sunida podcasting from Kubao, Quezon City. And you have just listened to Radio Free Harvard Kubao. If you have any comments or suggestions, you can leave a message on the blog or send us an email. It's rajukubao at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a nice day. Happy Independence Day. Goodbye. Paalam. Oh, my.